Okay, episode 313, Saddest Night Out. It is Monday, the 24th of October. It's late. It's about, if not past, bedtime. But we're here as we're celebrating a victory because I actually cooked for myself today. I bought some onions, I chopped the onions, I fried the onions, I fried egg with the onions, and I had it with toast. It doesn't sound like much, but given how the past week or so has been, that is a small victory that I'm celebrating. My sweet tooth has been ridiculously unhinged lately. My front right tooth is hanging on by a thread. Uh, It's been a long few days, but it's the other thing, the other win to celebrate is that I'm here talking to you too. And also that I've got this frog in my throat that just won't leave, but hopefully it's not too distracting. Hello. I think the last time I spoke to you, I shared some songs. The time before that, I talked about the show seeing the 1975 today i'm just going to talk about that album there's been a bunch of new albums that came out last week arctic monkeys taylor swift carly ray jepson they're not bad the 1975 one came out the week before it's also not bad the lows aren't as low as other albums have had but the highs also aren't as high as other albums have had as i'm not that big a fan of if i believe you from their second album I like it when you sleep, etc., etc., yada, yada. But I absolutely love the song Somebody Else. This newest album, being funny in a foreign language, is just... It doesn't have those the highest highs and the lowest lows. It doesn't have those peaks or the troughs. So it's a bit of a you win some, you lose some type of thing. I'll tell you something else I haven't done for a while on this podcast. And let's talk about what other people are listening to on Spotify right now. So as I sit here, I can see that Meredith Hastings is listening to Sugar Gay by Zahara. That's a cool name for a song. Zahara spelled Z-Z-Z-A-H-A-R-A from Meredith's playlist, Comfort Songs. Rachel is listening to 2AM by Landon Conrath. Never heard of them. Laura B is listening to Antihero by Taylor Swift. Mark Graham is listening to Sweet But Psycho by Ava Max from the playlist Spooky Season Vibes. Tis very much the season. Katie FTNV is listening to Fucking Young slash Perfect. Featuring Charlie Wilson, Chaz Bundick, Sidney Bennett and Callie Uchis. That's by Tyler the Creator. Ricardo Martinez Chacon is listening to 127 Hours by Kalika. Quite a few songs I have not heard of there. If I had more energy, I would go and check them out. But tonight is not the night for that. So, this album, by the 1975. There's one song in particular that has really stuck with me. It's If you're not familiar, and I imagine everyone listening to this is, Spotify does this thing called Spotify Wrapped, where they give you a summary of your listening habits across the previous year. I think it's normally around New Year's Day that they... So New Year's Day, January 1st, 2023, they will tell you about what you listened to in 2022. I think it's January 1st. It's somewhere around that time. But the end of October is the cutoff point for when they measure your listening. So essentially, if you want certain songs to come up in your top listen to songs for the year, or if you want to try and get in the top one or 0.1 or 0.001% of some artist's listenership, you've got basically one week less, one week left to listen to that artist as much as possible to try and get up there. 
there are three songs that I think will likely dominate my Spotify raps, and they all came out in the last few weeks. One of them I've already had on a podcast, I think on the last episode. It is, as if I'm struggling to remember the name of the song now, it's by Always, it's called Tile by Tile. Tile by Tile by Always. Winter Solstice by Phoenix, which I mentioned but hadn't been released yet, now it has been as a single. And About You by the 1975, from their most recent album. The, they, they, they do a really good job of going on a hardcore press tour when they release something new and really making it feel like an event. Something that I think can be taken for granted, but it makes an impact when someone really goes for it. And Matthew, the singer and songwriter, has talked a lot about how this was a much more concise effort. Normally their albums have a lot of tracks, they'll have a few instrumental songs in there and they'll veer from genre to genre as a way to show all the different things that they can do. I've never been too big of a fan of that approach to an album. I appreciate in this day and age it's much easier to make songs of lots of different genres because we all have the plugins and the tools. Whereas in the past, if you wanted to make a jazzy-sounding song, you'd need to get the the artists, the performers, the, the cellist, the pianist, the drummer, the violinists, whoever, the trumpet players, to make that sound. Now there are presets that can get you there much faster. And I appreciate that everyone's listening tastes are a lot more varied as well, so there's that much more of an impetus to make an album that has a lot of different genres in it so people can get a bit of everything but for me as a listener it feels a little bit less like I'm hearing something from an artist and feels more like I'm watching an audition it's as if someone's auditioning to be in a Broadway play or to be a dancer in something and they're showing you that they can do tap dance they can do jazz they can do street they can do interpretive dance it's like they're giving you their resume or they're showing off all the different plugins they've got or bought or whatever it loses me a bit. So I appreciate that this latest album is a bit more steadfast in its approach to you. It's a bit more them in the room, or at least it sounds like them in the room. And it's a bit more consistent in the type of sound you're hearing. There aren't some dubstep sounding electro beats up next to country songs, up next to heavy rock songs in this. But it also means... The thing, I'm, I will try to keep this episode a bit more concise, but I'm also very tired, so forgive the rambling. 1975 are very good at making songs that sound like past songs. Now, this is nothing new. The analogy I use, if that's the word, is the song Last Night by The Strokes. You, if you just think about that song, the first thing that might come to mind is how the song starts. It's just that ding, 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 over and over. That's very similar to the song American Girl by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. If you listen to that song, it also starts with the same riff that goes on for a bit and then the rest of the song starts around it. Now, I can listen to that Stroke song and then I can listen to the Tom Petty song and appreciate, yes, there's clearly some influence there. But if I'm being honest, I'd rather listen to the Stroke song Similarly, the song Get Innocuous by LCD Sound System has a very memorable bass line. It's like... 
which is very similar to The Robots, I think it's called, by Kraftwerk, which I think goes... Again, you listen to the two, you can appreciate the influence, but I'd rather listen to the LCD Sound System song. With the 1975, they've got songs like Paris from their second album, which sounds a lot like Only You by Yazoo. When I listen to the two... I'd rather listen to the Yazoo song, or actually, if I'm being honest, the cover that Selena Gomez did for that TV show, uh, 13 Reasons Why. The similarity is inescapable, and I'd rather listen to the original than the 1975 song. However, the song Love It If We Made It is very similar to a song by the Blue Note, the Blue Tones. I can't remember the name of the artist. If you search on who sampled for Love It If We Made It, you'll find it. I'm not going to do all the clicking and searching. Now, I know it's, I'm no stranger to looking something up while talking to you and singing some awkward jingle when I type in a Google search. Not today. But that song, Love It If We Made It, is very similar to a previous song, but I'd rather listen to Love It If We Made It. Matt is, no, is not shy about this approach. He says he listens to a song he likes and then essentially tries to remake it, but in his own image, with his own personality stamped on top. But now they've got to a point where I'm listening to their most recent songs. And if anyone else made those songs, you'd be like, oh, wow, that sounds cool. But it's because it's them. It's no longer so much a case of, oh, this sounds like this other song by this other artist. It's now like, oh, this song sounds like one of their own previous songs. So I listen to a song like, oh, Caroline. It's not a bad song, but I can't help but hear somebody else. I think it's the exact same chord moves. I don't know if it's the same key, but it it starts with the. Uh, they never seem to have the root note in their songs. They always seem to start from like, the second chord. I, I might be totally off here. I'm no Charlie Puth where I have that perfect pitch listening. But I think it goes from the second chord. What is it? Uh, I said I wouldn't do this, but I'm doing it. So if it's C, C, D, E. F, one, two, three, four, four, five. So the song Somebody Else. It's in C major, I think. Or the re- A minor, the relative minor. But it goes from F to G. So that's the sixth note. The f- I just counted it. C, D, E, F. It goes from the fourth note in the C major scale to the fifth note in the C major scale and back and forth and back and forth. Never quite on the root. The song Oh Caroline from their newest album does the same thing. And... It's a good song. Like I said, if anyone asked it, I'd be like, oh, wow, this sounds good. But because it's them, I can't help but compare it to a previous song of theirs, which I like more. It also absolutely screams All Night Long by... Hello, is it me you're looking for? I can see... It's not Luther Vandross. Why is Luther Vandross stuck in my head? Oh, this is killing me. Lionel Richie. Yeah, it sounds a lot like Lionel Richie. And again, you hear this new song, it reminds you of an older song, but in this case, I'd rather listen to the older song. Or the song, uh, I'm in love with you. It sounds, chord-wise, it sounds a bit like... Uh, it's not living if it's not with you. There's something in the way the chords are arranged. It feels a bit like they're running out of tricks, they're running out of moves. And it's almost like it's diminishing returns. There's something about the band that makes me think 
about the movie The Graduate, which they have referenced themselves. It's the movie where... Oh, this is not the time of day to be trying to remember people's names. Dustin Hoffman is in love with a girl, but he gets seduced by the girl's mother. And it's that it's the movie that has that classic scene. I think it's the first instance of a scene where the girl that the guy likes, that Dustin Hoffman likes, is getting married. But Dustin Hoffman crashes the wedding and runs away with the girl before she gets married. They run away together. I think they get on a bus and they sit down on the bus. And instead of the movie ending there, end credits, oh, they, run, they ran away happily ever after. The camera stays on them just a bit too long. And you see their faces go from, yay, we did it, to just a hint of, oh my God, what have we done? The last song on the album, A Brief Inquiry Into Online Relationships, 75's third album, the song is great, it ends, and the strings, the string section goes in a little bit longer. And Matty was referencing that he wanted to have that same idea as the ending from the movie The Graduate, where there's the ending, but the camera lingers a little bit longer and gives you that uneasy feeling. There's a part of me that feels like this whole band's vibe is in that stage at the end of the movie, where there was the ending, but we're hanging around a bit too long and we're not too sure how to feel or what to do. For starters... They had their first and second albums have the same artwork but slightly different colours. So the first album it's just their their box logo with their name in the middle and it's black and white. The second album it's like the lights have been switched on in the room or something. So it's a really bright white light. And it looked like, okay, maybe they're going to do this for every album and just change it slightly. But then the third album it's a different image altogether. So that idea left. Every album of theirs starts with a self titled song. It starts with the song the nineteen seventy five. By the 1975. Oh no, 13 minutes already. Sorry folks, it's another long episode. It's, a late, it's late in the day, just, just roll with me here. Every album starts with a song called The 1975. The first, two, first three albums have the exact same piece of... the same lyrics in the same tune, but done in different ways. So the first one, it's just Matty singing with some heavy reverb, I think. The second album, it's, Matt, it's a choir singing what Matty sang in the first album. The third album, it's Matty singing through like a vocoder or something. But then the fourth album, it's still the first song is still called The 1975, but they let go of that idea, and instead it's Greta Thunberg, or Thunberg, I think is how you say her surname, Greta Thunberg giving a speech about climate change. And now on this album, it's just an actual song, but it's called The 1975. It feels like they started this project with a lot of specific ideas that they or ideals, I don't know, like rules that they wanted to stick to. And as time has gone on, they've let go of these rules one by one. And I think it says something about youthful naivety and ambition. It's like Batman arriving on the scene and then deciding, actually, you know, the bat taught is a bit much and maybe I won't wear the pointy ears. And maybe I, I don't... Uh, the Batmobile takes too much effort to upkeep. I'll just take the public transport... It feels a little bit like that. I'm, I'm exaggerating, but that, that, I hope that gives you some idea of where I'm coming from with this. And it feels as though with this newest album and with some of the songs just sounding like lighter, more diet, more watered-down versions of their previous songs, that it's not just the imagery where they had certain ideas that are they've left go by the wayside, but musically as well. 
But there's one song that usurps this, and it's the song About You, which has been described by Matty as a sequel to the song Robbers from the first album. I did not like this song, the song Robbers from the first album. In actual fact, I think a big part of me not really liking this band at the start was this song Robbers. It made me think of boy bands like Westlife. It felt like a Westlife song being performed by an indie band. I wasn't interested. This new song gives me a newfound appreciation for the song Robbers. The song Robbers is like a really melodramatic life or death love song, which speaks to that youthful experience of falling in love and feeling like this is, it's all or nothing in this relationship. The song About You is about someone reminiscing about it and there's gaps in their memory, but they can't shift the whole, there's still something about it that sticks around. And the line in the chorus is what really got me. It's a very shoegazy sound. It sounds quite different from everything else on the album. Everything else on the album sounds very in the room, a bit dry. It sounds like the band is in there with you. This song is floating on a bed of ambient noise and strings and something discordant, something shoegazy. So it feels like a hazy memory. And it's the line in the chorus, which is, did you think that I'd forgotten? about you and it feels as though you're in a room with something and you think they haven't noticed you but then at the last minute they catch your gaze they catch your gaze you lock eyes that's how that line felt like it's as if the character in the film has broken the fourth wall and is looking right at you but instead of just looking at you they actually call you by name and you're like oh whoa wait what you can actually see me that that's how it felt And it, it's as if the band is recognising, and maybe in some way honouring or something, what they were to begin with. All of the naive ideals they were trying to hold on to. In fact, the first ideal they had was how everything they did was in black and white. And then they made the video for the song Girls, where they went back to, where they made a video in colour. But they made a joke about the fact that this video was in colour. And how they were, this was them selling out now, going mainstream or whatever. But yeah, this is, oh, I don't know, I feel like I had a, a big revelation to make about the song. I don't, I'm just very tired and, and in serious danger of rambling. But that song is quite likely going to be among my top 10 most listened to songs for the past year, even though it's only been out for about two weeks. Because something about it, it just caught me at the right time and hits me in the right way. And even with, you know, winter slowly but surely coming upon us, and the night's getting, all the nightfall coming earlier. It's getting colder out there. It 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 just came at the right time. This song. Yeah, that's about as good. As, that's about as deep as I'm gonna get. Anyway, episode three hundred and thirteen. We did it. I will be back at some point. You know where to find me if you want to find me. Yeah, you know what? that'll do. Let's let's call it one there. I'll catch you on the next episode. Take care. That's my chair squeaking. By the way, that's not a bodily function. Of course, now I can't make that noise. Good night, everyone. Bye. (laughs)